Splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass. Play with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Splash your sass, starting now with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Ew, I'm kidding. What the fuck is up, fools? Welcome to the Splash Your Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of February 12th to the 16th, bitch! Starting with Monday, we had Todrick Hall and Joey Zazu. Zazu? It's just so fun to say, you guys. Try it. Zazu? Zazu? Come on, Simba. Zazu says to go this way, you little twat. <laughs> Um, okay, so Joey, Joey, what the fuck? We start this week off strong with a little murder-suicide action. All right, so Joey tried to commit, um, yeah, um, murder against his husband and potentially suicide for, or unalive himself. Let's not, let's not go so far with the S word. Uh, and it's actually his Mick husband, his Mick husband. I don't know if you remember this, but in the very beginning of SOS, when Joey Zauzig first came on, first stepped onto the scene, he, uh, he said how he got married to his husband, but it wasn't official. And they were telling everyone they just got married and it's a trend that's been happening. I get it. But we decided because marriage is actually binding in um, legal ways that it isn't when you just have a ceremony under the stars and declare your love for one another. That sounds beautiful as well. But I'm just saying like the taxes aren't the same when you're legally married versus not. So people who are actually married, they deserve that title because they are fucked if shit goes wrong. <laughs> The stakes are much higher if you're actually married. But since the fake version, or no, it's not fake. Oh my gosh. Just the uh, unofficial marriages. I just like to say Mick married. They're Mick married because it's like going through a drive through at the fast food restaurants that Jeff Lewis is addicted to. Okay, but Joey, on the other hand, he's elevating. He's leveling up from fast food. Well, I'm sure he indulges as well. Actually, no, he does two-a-days at the gym. This is what I'm saying. Joey goes to a workout in the morning and then again later in the day. What the fuck are you training for, bro? What the fuck? Do you think you're going to the Paris Olympics 2024? Like, what is happening? Why do people put themselves through such misery? I don't even think that's good for your heart. I don't think it's good for you to do two-a-days if you're not a professional athlete that's getting, like, massaged and uh, the ice baths and going through proper protocol. That I'm not even sure if that's real protocol. I feel like the guys are just like, yo, can we get some hot bitches and pretend that they're physical therapists and say that we need to get our dicks massaged after every practice? <laughs> that's what I really think goes on in the NFL locker rooms. But what the fuck do I know? Okay, so back to Joey leveling up his meal and going for caviar or bringing it to his house, bringing it to the scene of the crime. Because remember, folks, there was a murder murder unaliving that almost went down. So Joey's McHusband is allergic to shellfish, right? Now, 
That aside, Joey still chooses to do an Oyster Friday every week on his Insta Live in a shared communal space with, again, somebody who sounds rather deathly allergic to shellfish. So this particular Friday, well, it was last Friday, Joey did an, um, one of his Insta Lives, ate some oysters, but didn't clean the oyster juice from the counter. Now, I know I've been telling you guys how I don't have like the cleanliness OCD, but I have cleanliness still. Like I have the basic level of cleanliness and (laughs) Joey, let's just say you need to level the fuck up. You're not even at basic yet, babe. You're not at basic if you're leaving oyster fucking juice on the counter and you clearly don't have cats because they would have lapped that shit up in seconds. I'm telling you, cats are so fucking purposeful in this world for so many reasons. You have mice, they eat them. You have a spare bird, they eat them. You have oyster juice on the counter, they eat that shit. All right, you die in your apartment, they'll probably eat you. They'll probably eat you if you don't leave them enough food. So, uh, yeah, basically, he also left the caviar. It wasn't just the oysters and the oyster juice, but he put caviar on top of oysters, which Kathy Hilton would not approve of. She likes her baked potatoes and caviar. I We get, I'm a potato girl. <laughs> I have mashed potatoes in my fridge waiting for me for after this show. <laughs> Ew, I'm so fucking crazy. Like, who just gets obsessed with mashed potatoes? It's I decided in the winter, there's something about it. It's like potato soup. Mashed potatoes are just potato soup. And I just, I, I love, I'm like a baby with the consistency. <laughs> All right, back to Joey. Back to um, the fucking murderer himself. So... The oyster juice is all over the counter. Joey pops a bottle of rosé instead of cleaning up, I guess, and goes into the other room, forgets that his husband, forgets that your partner, whatever, is deathly allergic to that shit. And then on top of it, Joey leaves out the caviar with no cover, no cover, no nothing. It's just out on the counter. Even if it did have a cover on, it was still just out on the counter overnight. And so in the morning, Joey, of course, sees the caviar and thinks it's a great idea to smear it all over some bagels. What the fuck? That's so disgusting to me. I'm so that you see a carton of caviar, you know, you left it out for 12 hours and you still decide in that moment it's it's worth it. It's worth the risk to eat it. Like, no, it's not. You want to play Russian roulette with your gastrointestinal system? I fucking don't. Spending a day shitting? That sounds awful. Sorry, Jameson. I know that can be your life some days, some days. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. No, you know. All right, you get it. Hey, Jameson, do you ever have, like, ideas about... Don't you like how I talk to them as if they ever listen? Okay, Jameson, do you ever think about bathroom inventions because you spent so much time in the bathroom both in your youth and maybe nowadays like for example do you ever look at the toilet paper and wish that it was like I don't know pink and sparkly I kind of do I wish it was like a velvet pink sparkle I know that wouldn't be good to flush and not great for the ecosystem all that I'm not saying they're great inventions okay just ask Chaz Dean and his hair dryer that's at such a low temperature that I now have to hold my head hand like a statue. I have to become a fucking statue of liberty. But instead of a torch, I'm torching my hair slowly but surely. So slowly. So slowly. 
I, Chaz, I do not have the arm strength for your hair dryer. All right. Maybe I need a Bob, maybe I need a Bob, but, um, not a Bob in my life. Not like a man named Bob. I just, a Bob haircut. We get it. All right. So whatever. Just the fact that Joey re-ate his caviar, got himself sick with a stomach bug, and then left oyster juice all over the counter and got his husband's uh, boy, his, uh, his, He got the other man living in his house, um, no, his lifetime partner award, um, he got him sick through the oyster juice that he, uh, the cabinet, just all of it, all of it. Another benefit to being single forever, all right? I never have to worry about somebody in my own house trying to kill me, trying to kill me, even if it's an accident, all right, Joey? And I'm not really convinced that it was an accident, because guess what, you guys? They didn't even have a fucking EpiPen in the house. What? are you talking about? Joey was like, it's so funny. Like we just don't carry one. I don't know. They're expensive, bitch. They're fucking expensive. I have hair dryers to buy. I have caviar to buy, bitch. Like what the, I have poison to buy my husband. Like what the fuck? How about you stay in a few nights and buy some fucking EpiPens? If I had an allergy, I would literally spend my life savings on fucking the thing that could save my life. Like, oh my God, spending your life savings on something to save your life. What an ironic statement. But truly, I would have EpiPens popping out of every fucking drawer that you open, every backpack I have, every nook and cranny of my body. Instead of just, when I don't have a tampon up there, there's just an EpiPen up (laughs) in my body somewhere (laughs) just waiting to be used. But luckily, I don't have that issue. So... I'm just saying they need to get their shit together over at the Zazu household. Zazu would have never let this shit happen, okay? Zazu was a leader. So you're bringing your family name to shame. You're bringing your family name to shame, Joey. Pulling your fucking shit together, bitch. Love you. Love you. But can you imagine if your partner's allergic to toast and then you do like a toast Tuesdays on your Insta live and you eat different toast in front of his face? Like what? And don't have EpiPens in your house? Again, was this intentional? 101%. All the Dalmatians would agree. 101 of them would agree. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. The max I'll do. The max I'll do. I won't. Would never eat fish eggs that were left out overnight. But if there is like a, if I got a hot coffee and then four hours later there's still half of it, I just pretend that it turned into an iced coffee, you know. And even that's a little sketchy. That's a little dicey. So again, Joey, we're concerned and we hope that you get better soon. Okay, so Oscar, woo, Oscar, he got into the 32 Club, Disney Bub Lee, popping Bub Lee in the Club Lee. Um, so while he was there, he spent money on a few things. One was a Club 32 jacket, and Jeff was looking at it, and he was like, it is nice. I mean, it has the insignia on it and everything. I, I, I was like, insignia? It has the insignia on it? What the insignia? Logo, sure. Emblem, okay. 
insignia well insignia kappa pi like what the fuck is insignia i wanted to wait until i was with you guys to actually look up the true definition a badge or distinguishing mark of military rank office or membership of an organ an official emblem it's a patch it's a patch he has a patch on his jacket <laughs> hey patchy let's go patchy <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Wait, also, though, at Club 32, Oscar, they had to get a four-course meal. I don't know if you have to, but if you have to pay to get in, I don't know, you have to pay for a meal or they just wanted to splurge. Anyways, they spent $140 for this four-course meal. Prefix, of course. And he had filet mignon, melts in your mouth. He was raving, raw, rockin', rockin' and raving about it. And... I just want to know, because this would apply to me, what is the vegetarian option? What's a vegan option? Because they're always shit, you guys. They are always such shit. And if we, if I went with Oscar, and I get it, I'm not invited. If I went with Oscar, if I paid the same amount as him for a prefix, but I got the vegetarian courses and they were like, butternut squash ravioli. Oh, I would be livid. I'd be livid. I'd be like, today, boys, I'm eating steak. I mean, it's just on principle alone, not on my principles of the food that I want to eat, but on the principles of I don't spend $140 and spend the same as you and you get a better meal than me. Fuck that. <laughs> out of pettiness, out of spite, I would eat that steak. <laughs> Melts in your mouth. It would go down quick. All right. So, um, Todrick Hall, you guys, you guys, we got to talk about this. Oh my gosh. I don't know which is worse. Joey almost murdering everybody in his household or Todrick referring to himself every other word as she. <sighs> it's okay. It's all right. I love Todrick so, so much. He has contributed so much to the entertainment industry that I can't even explain. Like when Taylor Swift's video dropped, look what you made me do. I was in a stage in my life where I was doing planks a lot and I would do planks to entire music videos. And that one was my fucking favorite to plank to. So Todrick, thank you from Plankton over here. The chum bucket, um, chump bucket. Ew, we could do a whole remake of SpongeBob and it's like the Krabby Patty versus the chump buckets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like when uh, Patty Stanger's on in the comment section for Jeff. I bet <laughs> I can only imagine the kind of feedback they get when Miss Stanger's on and it turns into Krabby Patty versus the Chump Buckets. Okay, so yeah, but Todrick, it's just like he talks about his upcoming show when he's like, oh, she's gonna be a fucking hit. She's gonna be a hit. And then he's talking about his house and he's like, she's gonna be fabulous. She's gonna be fabulous, honey. And then even talking about himself and he's like, oh, she's in such good shape, bitch. No, I, I don't know what he actually said, but it was a, a lot of she work, a lot of she work. And I'm just saying, I can't, I get it. And it's a trend or not even a trend. It's just like verbiage that everybody loves to use nowadays i see it every, even on um married at first sight one of the girls she does it too and she's like she is excited for this weekend and i'm like oh my god stop stop but then i'm like amy let them be let them be let it go she don't know how annoying that shit is 
Okay, so <laughs> moving on to the Tuesday episode, we had Egypt Sherrod and Mike Jackson, the, the, the DJ Mike Jackson, to be specific. Oh my gosh, you guys, what a doozy this started off with. There were so many timelines going on. I have never been more befuddled in my life. It was like, so Mike and Egypt, they're trying to tell their love story uh, but I don't even think they know their love story. I don't think they they know what the what the fuck happened when they met each other. What went on? Because Mike was like, "Yeah, I knew I wanted to marry Egypt on day one, but I had to ask her for pre permission one month before, and then we planned four weddings. But first, we met four different times with six months in between before we actually were together." And I'm like, "What the fuck is?" happening and then he came to renovate her apartment even though he's a dj and that's the time that he fell in love with her at the apartment and i'm like what the fuck is happening oh my you guys need to start rehearsing that shit a few more times <laughs> get it a little more like clear and concise because you guys seem amazing but that was a disaster it was like the meme where the person just looking confused and they're surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of math equations and <laughs> <laughs> that was my face the whole time they were talking about their dating history timeline. I was like, they X met YZ. What the fuck? All right. So you guys are together. We got that straight. Um, but yeah, they ended up canceling their first wedding because of swine flu. And Jeff was like, swine flu? Swat? What the fuck kind of excuse is that? And you guys, do you remember? It was 2009. Swine flu was the appetizer to coronavirus, okay? Swine flu fever swept the nation, both literally and figuratively. Like, that was all people talked about in the fall of 2009. Why do I remember that so specifically? Because one of my classmates died from it, okay? Rest in peace. She was the nicest girl with the brightest future. Actually, it was kind of crazy. She was going to end up blind. I had two people in my grade from my hometown that they were both going to go blind in their future because of different things that they had with their eyes. One had a freckle that was encroaching. Oh my, I have enough freckles on my body, but they don't encroach like that. What the fuck? Can you imagine you get one freckle in your life and it's on your fucking eyeball and it's traveling towards your pupil? Oh my God. I hope that she's doing well because that was one of them. The other one, I forget what it was, but she also, anyways, whatever. She ended up passing from swine flu. And it was, well, I guess like complications, like, um, as, uh, not asthma, what is it? Um, what everyone, pneumonia, pneumonia. It's not something to be so lively about Amy it's when you're talking about those who have passed. So anyways, I'm just saying swine flu was, it was a big deal. So I understand Egypt and Mike, why they had to cancel shit. Now, Jeff talks about how his old show interior therapy, they ended up having to take a break from filming because he got into such a big fight with his showrunner. His exact words were, she was such an incompetent fucking bitch. What a fucking bitch. 
<laughs> sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Do you like to talk about all of your all of your producers like that? All of your showrunners, all of your staff? <laughs> um, but Egypt, she was like, oh my God, wow, what privileged live in action. I wish I could say that I hated my showrunners out loud. I was like, Egypt, it ain't just his showrunners, babe. All right. This kid hates everyone. Don't wish to be like that because I relate to Jeff. Like <laughs> everyone's annoying. So anyways, Egypt was like, as a black woman, I get labeled difficult if I said shit like that. And I was like, Egypt, please do not get it twisted. Jeff is labeled as difficult for saying shit like that. To me, he seems like a very difficult person to work with, not because if things go right, if things go right, I'm sure it'll be smooth sailing. It's when things go wrong that you would have to be petrified of the repercussions you would face with the wrath of Jeff Lewis. But he is working on it, and we do have to acknowledge that. We'll get to Friday. That's all in Friday's episode. All right, so um, anyways... Egypt tells us how her youngest child stopped hugging her mom and uh, she was talking to all her friends about it and they were like, don't worry, don't worry. It should be around 16 years old. Ew, they're like 16 years old, four months, five days, seven hours to the second she'll turn. That's the day that girls switch back to normal. What the fuck? Um, I didn't. I, I'm so sorry, Egypt. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I was also like your daughter. I didn't hug my parents, I think starting in middle school, and then it lasted through college. And then the only reason, the only reason that I started again was because it was easier because they made such a big deal out of the fact that I didn't. It was just easier to stand there like a wet sponge and just like let them soak it in, you know, soak in all the love <clears throat> I have pouring out. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I re I love hugging people. I really, I do. It's just, I, there was, you know, stuff with them. So I'm just saying if, and I love my parents, but um, yeah. So I'm just saying Egypt, if it doesn't get better by 16 or whenever you want to set your date for, I would maybe like try not therapy, not, but I don't know. Maybe she needs a, I don't, maybe there's something deeper going on because there definitely was for me. <laughs> I could have benefited from something. I'm sure I'm not trying to project onto your daughter. I'm just saying for anyone out there who's not getting hugged, I'm, it never, it, I didn't ever want to hug again, but <laughs> now I have learned to love it. <clears throat> so much. I really, really, really mean it. <clears throat> okay, so uh, let's just move on to Wednesday's episode. We had Patty Stanger and John Hill, bitch. I don't know why I like aggressively like to shout things out, but it's probably something that ties back into the lack of affection or emotions I felt as a child. I don't know. I'm, I'm tainted. I'm tainted. Why do you think I have a podcast about Jeff Lewis? Jeff Lewis has issues, bitch. I got more. All right. So we find out that Jewish people invented speed dating, according to Patty. You guys, I really wish that Patty had a business that was called Pitter. Pitter. Pitter by Patty. It just That's so fucking fun to say. I don't know what it would be. She sells raindrops. I don't know. Pitter patter. What do you pitter by patter? Um, okay. So Jeff was talking about the speed dating experience and he was like, how much time do you think is appropriate for 
you to sit there and talk to one person. And Patty was like, 10 minutes. And everybody in the room was like, ew, what the f- Oh my God, that's way too long. I'm not spending a lifetime sitting there with them. And Patty's like, all right, all right. 10 minutes for millionaires, I meant. Five minutes for normies, I guess, if you're going to yell at me. And I was just like, what do you think Jeff is, Patty? You think him and his friends are normies? Are normies. Um, yeah, did you forget the episode where he lets us know his lawyer bill for one fucking week was almost 50 fucking K? What the fuck? This ain't your average Joe, okay? I mean, Jeff might be your average hoe, but <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> that was a good one. Ew, I praised myself. Um, no, but I'm just saying it was funny for her to be like, all right, you guys then can have five minutes, but 10 minutes for the millionaires. I'm like, bitch, you're talking to a millionaire. All right. Okay. So then, um, speed dating the experience that happened, you guys, it, it came and passed. And now Jeff is potentially dating somebody from John Hill's past. I don't, it ended with him now making out with Chuck. Chuck, John Hill's ex. Ex-ish. You know, that was kind of a stretch to say ex. It was just like good sex. Not an ex, just sex. Maybe. Friends, friends, friends with sex, but not an ex. Okay, my question is, how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, baby? Um, that's what Jeff will be asking Chuck every morning. <laughs> every morning they wake up in bed. He just looks down in the covers at his dick that he tells us is he has erections, right? Because then he told, this is Jeff Lewis's words, all right? Don't be like, Amy, you dead little pig. I know, I already am one. I need the Orbitz girl to just pop up. Remember her from the gum commercials? She was like the original Flo from Progressive. Like Flo from Progressive is a household name at this point. But truly it was that blonde bitch from the gum commercials that I don't, I don't know her name. So their marketing, I guess, wasn't as great, but clean your mouth with Orbit, bitch, bitch. Um, no. So what was I don't even remember what I was saying, but what I also love about this name Chuck, Chuck, oh, I remember what I was going to say when Jeff looks at his wood under the covers and then he goes to Chuck and he goes, how much wood can a woodchuck chuck? Ew, ew. Um, okay, so then... Oh. <laughs> Oh no, it's so many things. I told you I have issues, all right? So many things are wrong with me, but I love it. Okay, so another reason I love the name Chuck is that if you are arguing with a Chuck, it'll never not be funny. Like if I dated a Chuck and then we're in the heat of the moment and all of a sudden I'm just like, I don't give a fuck, Chuck. I... <laughs> you guys know how much I love a rhyme. That's a good time to me. So I've... <laughs> I don't give a fuck, Chuck. I could not say that with a straight face. <laughs> oh my God, it'll never not be funny. I don't give a fuck, Chuck. It's <laughs> All right, we get it. Or if you're taking a picture of him and you're like, Chuck, Chucky, cheese, Chucky, cheese. <laughs> All right, last week I said I'd leave the comedy to the professionals like Fortune Feimster, but... <laughs> I lied. I lied. I had to step in for a minute. Okay. So during this episode with Patty and John Hill, there was a three to one ratio. 
three to one ratio of words that Jeff can say before Patty butts in. Like Jeff speaks three words. Patty has one rant. Jeff speaks another three words. Patty goes on one rant. Jeff, anybody speaks three words. Patty gets a rant. Gets a rant. I, you know, I love to rant, but if I was in a room with everybody, let them breathe. Let them talk, babe. You know, but we love you, everyone. Huh? All right. So then Michael from the Dance Academy calls in. Oh my God. Talk about sus. Talk about suspicious motherfuckers. No. Um, yeah. Back to loving everyone. Huh? So Michael calls in live from Vegas. Allegedly, allegedly after not seeing, cause I'm not sold on this. I'll tell you why. So he was like, yeah, I came here with my husband. Is it a real husband or a Mick husband? We don't know, but he said husband. So we'll go with it. He was like, we were going to see Whitney Houston's hologram perform, but then her hologram needed a vacation. I don't needed some fucking time off. I don't know. And so then his husband, Ernesto, shoved his balls in Michael's mouth. And all I could think as Michael kept on going on, because he's a regular Colin, we all know him or know the voice at least. Is this Todd Lewis? I truly think that Michael from the Dance Academy is Todd Lewis. And I think that because there was like um like gambling or like slot machine sound effects going off in the background as Michael was talking. I think it was Todd Lewis playing a YouTube video as he called in. And I think he's honestly just trying to work on his improv skills. Never forget. Never forget that little rascal, that little rascal Todd. He wanted to try out for Jameson's improv troupe so badly. Maybe. I don't know if it was serious or not, but I could see it. I could see it. Actually, I could see Pepper or Quinn. Pe no, definitely Pepper. Definitely Pepper Annie. Um, Pepper Annie would be so good at improv. She would be so good as a co-host on Jeff Lewis Live. I can't wait until Pepper is of age where she can join Uncle Jeff behind the mic. Carrie Lewis is like, um, never. I'll tell you what age that is. Never. Never. But maybe, maybe 18, baby. All right. So, yeah, just I, I it's Todd. He's trying to he's trying to prove to Jameson that he has the improv chops. And like this day, if God forbid, JLL ever ends the last day, Michael will call in and it'll all be revealed. It'll all be revealed. So we shall wait and learn in time. Now, Jeff is dating people with a lot of kinks. A lot of kinks. All right. Uh, I guess one guy, he couldn't come unless he smacked Jeff's ass. And Patty was like, mm -mm, hell no, baby. You got to leave him. No girl wants that. What the? We like light spanks. You don't leave a mark. You don't brand us in bed. All right. Speak for yourself, bitch. Speak for yourself. How dare you speak for all of us girls, all right? Smack my ass as hard as you want. What the fuck? That's a safe zone. Ass is a safe zone. No matter how hard it is, it doesn't hurt. As long as you got some cushion there. Cushion for the pushing, baby. Um, yeah, I feel like no smack is too hard. But maybe that's because I date weak little bitches. No, I'm kidding. I'm done. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. Aren't I such a gem? All right. Moving on to the Thursday episode. We had Ronnie Carum and Ben Mandelker. Mandelker. It just sounds like uh, the mandolin. I picture baby Yoda. I'm sure he gets that a lot. 
candle maker. Okay, so Jeff took Monroe to McDonald's for Valentine's Day. There was a bunch of homeless people there, and Jeff really wanted to report them because they weren't buying anything because they probably didn't have money to. But instead of like offering to maybe get them some food on such a lovely, lonely holiday for some people, um, yeah, he just spent the whole time resisting the urge to call the cops. <laughs> like, yay, good job, Jeff. I'm so glad you resisted. Um, side note, I spent my Valentine's Day eating fried rice. Jeff would call me a loser, but this is all by choice, I hope you know. Like, I just, I realized I don't even think I want a date. I think something's wrong with me. I'm Something's definitely wrong with me. I'm not asexual. I'm not anything. I just am sick and tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of annoying boys. I don't know what else to say. So, um, I watched True Life. I have a Paramount Plus a pres uh, prescription. Sure. It is a prescription. It's basically my medicine at this point. <laughs> Watch other people's lives fall apart. So I feel slightly better about my own. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I have been watching True Life with a Paramount Plus um, trial. Yeah, that one. And I watch on Valentine's Day. I watch, this is so fucked up. I forgot how unhinged MTV's True Life show is. It was my favorite one growing up for this exact reason, because you can't script this shit. Like the people that they find, it's the wildest fucking stories. And they're so casual about it. And it's crazy. The one that I watched was I'm having True Life. I'm having my cousin's baby. I'm having my cousin's baby. And it was just, it was normal. Okay. And I don't want to be um, stereotypical, but they were, both the couples were definitely from New England. Like all incest usually is. No, I'm fucking kidding. They were both from the South, you guys. Both these couples were from the South where we hear rumors that that shit is, runs rampant. But I'm just saying um, that in true life, they do a sound bite every time they go to commercial and... <laughs> It's the same soundbite for the entire episode. And for True Life, I'm having my cousin's baby. The soundbite was one of the girls going, we just wanted to cape it in the family. What the fuck? <laughs> we just want to cape it in the family. Well, you did a great fucking job at that, right? Because they all had kids on the way, but... Allegedly, it's all legal to marry your cousin and there are no more risk of birth defects than if it was a stranger, one extra percent. And it's only if you are doing it with your actual sibling. That shit, that shit's a no-no, okay? Marsha Brady and Greg Brady. I remember that film. I remember the Brady Bunch. More like the filthy bunch. Filthy fucking Brady's. I could see a porno with all the Brady. Those fucking weird. They were doing some weird shit in that house. I don't know. I blame Alice. I blame Alice. <laughs> I love the Brady Bunch. All right. What the? Why am I talking about this shit? I don't know. Let's move the fuck on. All right. So Miss Monroe, Queen Monroe, she got a book at the book fair and it came with four shark teeth, which is weird because the book was about princesses. So I don't know why they're just giving out shark teeth for free. No, I'm kidding. It was obviously a shark book, but everybody in the studio was like, oh my God, what a little oceanographer, little marine biologist in the making. 
I was like, you guys are such boys. You don't get it. You do not understand why Monroe picked that book. Sure, are sharks cool? I guess. Is Monroe probably desensitized to sharks being scary because she's watched so many scary films with her dad anyways that nothing bothers her? Probably, probably. But the most important reason why I'm guessing Monroe, again, all projection, but what I would do younger, the Scholastic Book Fair never had a better day of school. Never had a better day. But um, it had a free gift, you guys. It had a free gift. And anytime there's a book with a gift on top of it, that is the fucking book you pick. No matter what the book's about. It's not about the book. It's about getting things. We like things, okay? <laughs> Shiny things like shark teeth. Okay, so then as this episode kept on going on, Shane's mic was like cutting out or like he was bent. Oh, it sounded like he was like under the table shuffling papers. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Very distracting. It was very distracting. Um, But then Ben or Ronnie, one of them was like, so how the fuck do you even end up speed dating? Like who even knows that speed dating exists? I don't know. But now that Jeff, mention speed dating of course as i'm sure many of you all of you are like nah bitch we did not fucking do this you little weirdo no but i googled it i googled it in my area to see like do we have speed dating events because i'm sure we do i always say that like hinge should throw mixers they should throw mixers where we like all go to a bar and we see each other in person uh, we i know these boys now on hinge like we've known each other for years we go back for years it'll literally be like a reunion it'll be like a high school reunion <laughs> with people I've never met on these hinge apps because it's the same fucking people on there all the time. And we, you know, like there's a different energy about meeting somebody in person. So one of the downfalls of the apps is that you're less apt to give somebody a chance because you don't know what the chemistry would be like. So I'm just saying, Hinge, throw some fucking mixers, all right? And also, when I did Google speed dating in my area, you guys, this is <laughs> so fucking weird. What we had available was virtual speed dating. Like, on my state's event calendar, it was like virtual speed dating. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean virtual speed dating? I could just facetime random numbers that's virtual speed dating like what you're making me pay people literally pay to facetime strangers what i can call random numbers right now and do it for free bitch okay so then they talk about robo delivery carts in la and how they just zoom down the street and all that shit and ben was like oh my god they have the most fun names though it's like i saw one the other day finnegan they have a cart named finnegan you kind, that's my fucking cat's name. And Ben said it was such a fun name. I was like, Ben, love ya. As if I didn't love you before. Actually, I really, I found Ben and Ronnie to be hilarious, especially together. But um, yeah, they, I, I, and I might be biased because Ben said that Finnegan was a fun name. So I'll always love him a little more than Ronnie. You know, I'm just kidding. Ronnie, all you have to say is that Oliver is also a great name and then you'll tick off both my cats and then we'll be good. So let's work on that next time, please. So now on JLL, we find out that you guys, the trash truck guy is fucking Jeff Lewis. What the fuck? Add somebody else to his roster. No, I'm sorry. Uh, typo. The trash guy is fucking with Jeff Lewis, with Jeff Lewis's menti, mental state. 
because the trash, the truck guy, he lingers around the property and he like spent over five minutes there and then went up the street a little and then came back to Jeff's house and spent another five minutes there. What the fuck? Using his driveway to conduct three point turns with all the lights and bells and whistles flashing around. What the fuck? So Jeff thinks that it's sexual tension brewing. He's like, oh my God, I think we might be in love. Um, to me, to me, it sounded like some pure raw tension brewing, but not sexual. Not se- no, no, no. Aggressive, aggressive tension brewing. <gasps> you guys, that would be the fucking sequel. That's a sequel for the Trump horror movie. Okay. Last week, last week, we really ironed out the perfect Trump horror movie plot. Like, I don't see how Jeff could think this is a bad idea. So we set the scene on a gay cruise where the passengers start disappearing. Their friends assume that they're somewhere in the boat. Oh, deep in a K-hole somewhere. I don't know. Or deep in an A-hole. <laughs> deep in an A-hole somewhere. <laughs> get it? Because it's a gay <laughs> You get it? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, No, but then, okay, but it's really the crew. <laughs> I like that one. Um, It was really the cruise staff that's killing the guests. It's the cruise staff. It's the employees that are killing the guests. And the chefs are the mastermind behind it all because we know that chefs aren't just favorite right now, huh? After the stew disaster of 2023, now carried into 2024, more wars, 2024. Um, But yeah, so it's the gay crew chefs and they cut up and serve the murdered guest to the alive guest. And somehow, somewhere on the boat, Erica Jane is performing. That's... <laughs> Tell me that that is not shooting straight to number one on Amazon Freebie, motherfuckers! Whoa! I'll wait for my uh, crappy award for that idea. All right, moving on to the Friday episode. We had Leah Black and Shane Duglassi. Shane Degrassi. Shane Degrassi. Oh, so good. Wait, actually, I forgot to say, yeah, with the trash truck guy, that's the sequels for the Trump horror movie. The first one's the gay cruise with the chefs murdering and feeding people dead bodies. Yes. The second one is something with the trash truck guy. All right. That we're going to, we have to workshop that. I can't come up with a million fucking Oscar nominee ideas in one sitting. All right. Give me a week. Give me a week. Okay, so on Friday's episode, today, today, you guys, Jeff brings up Heather McDonald and how he finally could see her perspective. It reminded me so much of the scene, this um, season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where Erica Jane's talking to her therapist and... (laughs) Her therapist is like, you just need some empathy for others. And Erica's like, what is empathy? What is empathy? How do I find it? <laughs> no, okay. Um, no, seriously though, Jeff, what the fuck? What the fuck? I am so proud of you. Oh my God. He was saying how he should have never gotten involved in the first place with the juicy hoop scandal of 2023. It wasn't his fight. Oh, yay. Yay. Oh, my God. I literally felt like the most proud auntie in the room. I truly think I might have had a tear coming out of my eye. Um, It didn't last long. I mean, it's not like he really ap- apologized. It was more of just like acknowledging 
that he should have stayed out of it. Um, but no, no, I we need to focus on the positives, okay? Positive reinforcement, just like the advice that Jeff gave the girl at the bar last night. Because if we keep on telling Jeff, oh my God, yay, we love when you do that, then he'll keep on doing that. So we love you. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Standing O from us. And also Leah Black, she sounds like such a good friend to have. Like so fair. And I think it was because of all the psychology courses she took. I don't know. Maybe Jeff can offer all the chumps some free psychology course. We could all we could all use some what is empathy? I <laughs> Because Erica like tilted her head like a dog confused. And it was just like the way she like stared off into space. What is empathy? I <laughs> She's a star. All right. So um, also in honor of Jeff sharing a regret, because that is honorable. All right. So we do commend you, Jeff. And that's why I stick by you, because I know you'll get there eventually. I just wish I could press fast forward sometimes, bitch. Love you. Okay, but um, I have a regret as well. I truly wish that I never bought fake bots for my Insta. Oh my God. So it was after Shane Douglas's relatives called my podcast Splash of Ass. <laughs> oh my God, as if it didn't make me laugh. Um, As if I didn't think of that from the get-go. Yeah, whatever. You're not the first ones. But um, I was just sick of people feeling like they can talk shit or judge me based off of only having 30-something beautiful and real followers. So then I just figured like maybe people wouldn't fuck with me or maybe they would actually take me a little more seriously because other people care about the clout. I don't give a shit about if I never had to have Instagram. Great. But if I want to advertise for Splash of Sass, I can't mention Jeff Lewis's name. I don't want a fucking season to cis letter. I don't want, so I can't associate anything. So how can I explain my podcasts in marketing advertisements to people if I can't say that I'm the Jeff Lewis I recap Jeff Lewis live. I can't say that show on a Spotify ad. So I, it's hard to get. So I have to use Insta, which is the worst, whatever. All right. So, um, yeah, I just, I, now I wish I didn't buy the fake bots, but I don't have the patience to go through it and make 9,500 people unfollow me. <laughs> so I don't know. It is what it is. You live, you learn. Or you live and you don't learn. We do it all. Okay, so then Leah Black has her little QVC commercial for her product lines. And Jeff mentions how due to plastic surgery, every girl in Hollywood pretty much looks the same. So he has to look at their hands and their snakeskin chest to judge it. Like we're trees. Like we're literal trees in order to tell our age. He has to count the wrinkles on our chest as if... <laughs> You know, when you chop a tree and you count the lines, so like how, how, yeah, that's what he's doing with the lines on our hands. Oh my God. And Leah was like, yeah, it makes sense that you judge their hands and chest because those are some of the most sensitive places on your body for sun. I was like, my hands, my, my, ch what am I supposed to wear beach gloves? Be in a beach fucking chest plate? Like what, at what point, at what point do we just accept that we are ugly lizard people? We are ugly, scaly, cracky, flaky trolls. Cute, cute sometimes, but we're nasty sometimes. Okay, moving on. Jeff reads the lineup of guests for next week and he says... Zach Peters, the host of 
some podcast named, I don't know, wow, what's the name, Shane? And Shane's like, uh, I don't know, what's the name, Jameson? And Jameson's like, uh, I don't know, let me Google it. If you're going to have random podcasters on, Jeff, I think it's about time you let me talk some fun shit, fun shit face to face, okay? I need to go visit some family in Long Beach anyways, and I will pay, you keep your $500 appearance fee, okay? I will pay you $500. I could use the promotion, all right? But um, all in good fun. And I, wouldn't you, don't you want to know? Don't you want to know the wizard behind the curtain? <laughs> Ew, I am like the little like grumpy, like trolley wizard. Ew, I pop out and I'm literally Baby Yoda. No, but even if just on the after show, like, so come on, it'll be fun. I, pr- I promise. I promise. What's the harm? I don't know. So a random thought that popped into my head during this episode, and I know Jeff would hate this. He would hate, he'd call this a hot take. The hottest take, I, if you would. I call it good business. I miss, I miss Alyssa Heimrich, Alyssa Heimlich maneuver on the mic. I just, I do, I miss her vibe on the mic. So can I put in a, do you guys have like a suggestion box? Can, can she just maybe even one day a week? I don't know. I'm, I love her. Okay. So then we end with a Zoila update. She's about to make her return after six months of healing from a car wreck. It feels like six years at this point. Like I'm, I'm like Zoe who? Zoe Lee? Zoe Lou? Zoe Law? Um, no, I love, I don't give. I love Zoyles. I love a good Zoyles, but uh, it just feels like fucking forever. What is time? What is life? I don't know. I'm gonna go ponder those questions. In the meantime, we'll be back next week with another motherfucking recap of Jeff Lewis live. And also in the meantime, um, just know that I really, really, really love you guys, and you're the best ever, and have the best fucking week. I love you. I love you. Bye. Splash, 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 splash. You say, splash. You say.